Welcome to episode 9 of the Everyday Lions podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons, and I hope you've all had a really good week. I've personally had a ripper week. I've been very busy. I recently finished my level 1 coaching course that I've been doing the last month, and that is fantastic because this enables me to do group training which starts on Monday the 22nd of June at 5.30 at Meercroft. If you'd like to find out more information, please head over to www.everydaylines.org and um, send me a message and I'll tell you a lot more about it. Uh, And this is really exciting for me because this is a vision that I saw four or five years ago and, um, and this is the direction I want to go around. So it's really great to see that that my dreams are coming true and yeah i'd like to see lots of you turn up if you are interested and yeah personally i had a bit of a light bulb moment as well in regards to my future i always saw my future uh as in studying social work i've actually changed my direction and i'm looking to going to counseling and coaching and this really aligns with my values uh, in helping people and social work does help people but yeah uh, this is this is more down my alley and and I can't wait to get stuck into that when I finish my diploma which is not too far away I'm just organizing my prac now and that's something scary but also exciting um yeah I, I guess I would like to know who do you want to hear next on the podcast um please shout out send me an inbox uh yeah uh this podcast is more about these people who tune in uh than being about me so if you do want to hear someone's story please shout out and let me know um yeah groups groups are starting back up as well which is which is exciting i notice that uh, the wednesday night groups here in Denport are starting as well so if you are looking or you're you're craving those group runs please check out uh those as well all right this week's guests uh this is a new one i haven't had two guests on at once so this week we have greg smith and hayden bishop i won't tell you the relationship uh that these two have together um i'll let you find all that out in the next um hour this podcast is so long that i'm splitting it in two episodes for the first time the first episode will be released uh on a wednesday which is today if you are tuning in today and the next one will be on a sunday um yeah this podcast was was really interesting and um, there's quite a few heavy themes involved in it. So uh, if you are struggling, please reach out to Beyond Blue or um, a close friend or a counsellor. Um, yeah, if, if you are struggling, please talk to someone. Um, and I really appreciate Greg and Hayden's time. And yeah, it was just a really interesting conversation for me. And um, I hope that you enjoy it too. Uh, until next time, happy running, and I'll catch you later. This is Greg and Hayden. Welcome to episode 10 of the Everyday Lions podcast.
Today we have Greg Smith and Hayden Bishop. I've been really looking forward to this episode. Are you there, guys? Yep, I'm here, Brian. How are you, Brian? Good, boys, good. How's your day been? Yeah, um, not too bad. Been work all day, so yeah. All right. Cool, but yeah. I'm not running at the moment, just having a bit of a break because a bit of a hamstring tendon issue, so. Yeah. Okay, okay. We'll touch on that a bit later, but uh, what do you do for work? When Carpenter, uh, yeah, yeah. Carpenter at Tasports. Okay, yeah. And you've been there long? Uh, 40 odd. 40, <laughs> odd. 40 yeah. years. Okay. <laughs> cool. Quite a while. Yeah, cool, mate. And, and uh, Hayden, what do you do for work, mate? Uh, I'm an electrician, uh, so I've been doing that for about oh, eight years now, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have any... Um, Oh, stories when you first started, mate. What were they like? Oh, my guy just start. Uh, I just worked with one guy, Nick Winkler. So he was actually pretty good. So I didn't have any. No, oh, I had a pretty easy apprenticeship in regards to that kind of thing. So yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. And uh, Greg, did you want to explain the relationship between you two guys, if that's okay? Well, I think it's a healthy one for a start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it is. Yeah. And, uh, um, I'm the father-in-law. He's right. a son-in-law. He's uh, yeah, married to my daughter. Great. Okay. Uh, awesome. Awesome. How did uh, how did you meet um, Greg's daughter, Hayden? Uh, we went to school together, so uh, Devonport High School. Um, but it probably it wasn't until we noticed each other since yeah during high school, but it wasn't until college time that we kind of crossed paths and uh, yeah, the well, rest is history, as they say. <laughs> was it love at first sight or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Once I got to know her a bit more, yeah, I kind of I had her as a friend. Um, but then once I got to know her a bit more and start speaking a bit more, we uh, realised there was something a bit more there. Great, great. Yeah. Uh, and is he good a son? And is he a good son-in-law, Greg? Oh, I think he'll do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's got no choice. <laughs> right. no, he's all right. He's good. I think we have, uh, yeah, like I said, a healthy relationship and we get on well. Yeah, yeah, both easy going and yeah, and, um, respect each other. So yeah, yeah, great. Fun. Yeah, and that's a that's a really special bond to have the running as well. So Greg, how did you get into the running? Well, I used to play footy when I was young, and um, and playing with Dimport, and then um, it sort of injured me back, so I had a bit of a break, and um, then of all things, I got into tempting bowling, which was. Uh, a bit uh, out of the ordinary, but uh, I really enjoyed it and um, ended up actually going away with the Tasmanian team. Got won the restricted Masters Tasmanian title and then represented awesome. as in, um, in uh, Penrith in New South Wales. And um, yeah, yeah, got to know the role. through all the 10 pin bowling, into the running as well. Yeah, and, okay. um, yeah, and then I've Become a little bit expensive for me after a while, so I went in and got into the duathlon side of things, and um, quite liked the duathlons. It was yeah good to be able to you know um, compete against the likes of Craig Walton, Craig Redman, yeah. and uh, Leon Saltmarsh. Carl yeah. Menzies was at that stage. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then yeah. naturally progressed. I did triathlons, but I uh, yeah wasn't good at the swimming, so I. I bypassed that and then decided running was it. So got into it that way and joined the, started with the cross country club. Yeah, great. 
And how long have you been with the Cross Country Club for? 29 years now. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And Hayden, uh, what was your introduction to running? So I tried off and on, off and on again, kind of, I knew Greg did it. So I, I, I dabbled in it a bit and I'd start and I'd do a 3K run and then it would be a month and then I'd do another 3K run. So it took a while. It wasn't really until uh, in 2016, I think it was, um, we went to the Gold Coast for a trip and Greg was doing the half marathon at the Gold Coast there and a condition of coming on the trip was that everyone had to do a race. So April, Denise, Cassandra and I all were in the 5.7K race. Uh, so I did that and I don't even know what time I did. Um, doesn't really matter. But um, when I got back, I kind of... Um, I was running by myself one Saturday morning um, and then there was a horde of 200 people running towards me. I'm like, what the heck is this thing? Um, and looked it up and it was parkrun. So I started going there um, and started making friends and that there and kept going um, and, yeah, just kind of kept going from there and uh, kept escalating into actually trying to run somewhat competitively. So, and how yeah. long have you been running for now? Uh, so yeah, about mid 2016, I started. So we're coming on about four years now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's some awesome progression that you've had, especially lately, especially lately as well, which is awesome to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with Hayden taking up running, has that increased your love for the sport, Greg, and, and probably kept it and kept you in it a bit longer, or a bit more motivated to get out there and run? Yeah, well, um, it has, and no, that's like, I'm, I'm the old school type where I always believe if you can keep going, you keep going. And um, I'm not one of these ones that look at, all oh, right, I've achieved all I can, I'm starting to slow, you know, that's it. it. Well, I'm not that way. I'm, I would just look at the, I enjoy it so much. I enjoy watching people improve. So yeah, I just keep going as long as I can. The injuries will come. We know that. You just got to deal with it at the time. And that's part and parcel of, of the running game, really. Yeah, it is. You've nailed it in one. Um, I think that's what a lot of people, uh, why a lot of people walk away from the sport is, is, these, is these little niggles and injuries. They start to add up after a while and it's really hard to, you know, to motivate yourself if you are injury riddled and um, yeah, yeah, that's not great at all. But you're, you're gonna get them. You're gonna get them. Yeah, yeah. Some people get over them quicker. Some don't. You just, you just got to deal with it. And yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun no. being injured at any stage. But uh, yeah, you yeah. can find a will and a way. You'll get round it. And yeah, and you mentioned that you're right now. You go, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you mentioned that you're injured. Did you want to touch on that? Yeah, well, I, I've been struggling for probably 18 months and I was having issues around the hip area and the high hamstring area and um, I, just, I just couldn't keep finding that, that projection to the speed and stretch out. And so I went to the doctor and the doctor said, we're going to send you for a scan, have the scan, and the scan come back. I've got a tendon on the left, the hamstring tendon on the left. is almost a complete avulsion, so just hanging sort of thing. Oh, and wow. on the right, it come back as well. Um, it, I've got a progression on the right as well. 
So the, the left may have been from an old injury. I had a real bad hamstring tear when I was young, so that could be part and parcel of that. But yeah, I'm struggling. I've got the left right, which was my problem. Now I've got the right. Which okay. Just, yeah, just just yeah. come on. Yeah. Right. I felt, okay. I felt about two, three weeks ago, just a niggle. It's probably my own fault because I tried to push a little bit more and um, yeah, just wasn't quite, quite there. So. Yeah, well, hopefully down the track that it improves, mate, and we can see you back out running there. Yeah, with, with... I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bit on the bike and still going with Hayden and, and Tasha in the morning. Right. And so I'll stay on the bike and do a bit of walking at the moment just to, and the exercises to keep, try and get it right. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's important to have that connection and exercise as well, isn't it, for the mental health, I guess? Oh, yeah, that's right. And Yeah. Yeah, you know, just the banter side of things too, just to, to keep you going. <laughs> it's, it's great. So, yeah. That later as well. But um, <laughs> going back to you, Hayden, uh, has yeah. Greg been like a wealth of knowledge and someone that you can um, ask any questions? Because he's been running for 30 odd years. I think that's correct, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Have you found that? Yeah, yeah. So, when I first started, I had absolutely no idea about running or anything like that. I just thought when you went out and run you went out and bogged yourself every single time it was flat stick um so yeah Greg gave me a lot of advice um especially when I first started and kind of how I should be running and um probably how much I should be running so not doing too much too soon um he's always been on me about making sure that I'm not doing too much which is uh good because it keeps me keeps me honest because I um I tend to get a bit excited and build the case too quick um, which leads to injury, which is where I am at the moment. Um, but it's, um, yeah, yeah, he gives me a lot of advice, which is good. Um, and I should listen to it more because I'm a bit pig-headed. So I tend to, uh, I tend to listen to it and then uh, the next day go exactly opposite what he did. But um, I, tr I try. <laughs> oh, look, you're not alone on that one. I think sometimes I, I hate when you go to a physio. My first question is, when can't I start back running? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you're definitely not lying on that one uh i'll ask you greg and then i'll ask you hayden but what's the competitive street like between you guys and especially since when when you first started as well hayden was there a competitive streak that would go on i think i've always had competitive intuition in me like i've just i go out I run, I race, I run, and that's it. So I'm always competitive. When it comes to Hayden, like, we just got this feel that, you know, we understand each other. And it's nice to be able to, you know, push each other. Well, I can't, and now he's just gone flying past me with his speed and that. So hang on and hang on if you can. So, but yeah. uh, nah, it's, it's, we're not, we're not competitive in a sense in that regard, but there's always a competitive streak. Always got that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, I, I think I think it probably would have pushed Hayden, especially early on, wouldn't it, mate? That. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good, good early on. Um, it was when it was mainly when I first started P Triple CT. Um, starting, well, I started as you know with P Triple CT handicap racing. I started behind him. Um and I was significantly slower than to start with. Um, but once my handicap got adjusted and I kind of started improving, I kind of ended up on a similar level to him. So there was um, a year, well, 
I can't remember if it was 2017 2018. I think it was 2017. Um, we won the consistency award uh, joint. Um, won it together, uh, tied on points at the end of oh, the year for the PCCT. That's so nice. Um, and I think that was just because we were around each other so much and we're kind of pushing each other because um, we were of similar abilities at the time. Um, but, yeah, um, especially with that consistency award, you couldn't have scripted us to <laughs> to finish at the end of 20, 24 races in a season or whatever it is for us to finish on exactly the same points. Um, yeah. And, and uh, on, the, on the final race, some very specific things needed to happen for that to happen, um, and they did. So. <laughs> wow. That sounds like it was meant to happen, I reckon, by the sounds of that. Yeah, poor Barry Ling already had the trophy printed with Greg's name on it, so he had to go back and uh, <laughs> get another one printed. But Oh, it's nice to share it with your son-in-law, I suppose. If, you know. well, that, that just shows what he thinks of me, so he took it off me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, Hayden, your progression, and especially the last six months, anyone um, noticing this, has been, it's been huge. Yeah, what do you put this down to, mate? What's uh, consistency? I'd say um, it's the most consistent training block of period like that I've had since I started without getting injured um, that I've had. So I think it was beginning of the year. I might have had a bit of a a, a niggle, uh, which I only needed a week off to fix. But um, I've just been consistently be able to do 70, 80, 90 k weeks um, training every week. Um, with the Meercroft crew up until um, when all this COVID stuff happened. And then I was training with uh, Natasha and Brian Chewitt, um, were my two people that I was mainly doing my training sessions with during that time. Um, and I think especially the time uh, during uh, when you could only run with pairs when I was running with Brian Chewitt, um, I had no choice but to hold on for dear life. So yeah. um, I just tried my best to hold on to him and that probably gives me that little bit extra push to rather be like, oh, I'm not as quick as these guys, I can't hold on. Um, I've kind of now got to tell myself, you are as quick as these guys, so go with them. Um, and hopefully uh, if I get this injury right in the next week or two, I can kind of keep progressing. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it was definitely just consistency that's kind of got me to where I am now compared to um, the kind of broken up training blocks that I've had for the last four years or so. Yeah, yeah, perfect, mate. And we talk about finding a sweet spot before you get injured. Um, do you think the A90Ks at the moment is your sweet spot? Yeah, yeah. I um I broke down uh, like the week before Melbourne Marathon when I did it with a knee injury, which is kind of a recurring thing that I kind of battle with every now and then. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty much when I loaded up to about 100Ks, um, it starts to hurt. So I reckon I'm capable of 100, 100 plus K weeks, but I just need to supplement that with the strength work, which I have a strength program from Ben Brockman, but I'm uh, incredibly slack with it and should do it more often than once every couple of weeks. So yeah, you're in bit alone in the one percenters, mate. I'm sure I did. Like but we, we tend to forget those one percenters. Yes. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. And, and Greg, I, I like how you, mentioned as you get older you start to slow down this is something that's happened to me recently and and i've really struggled with it i'm not sure how how have you found that for you have you has that been something that you've really struggled with um yeah since i've had all the problems the last 18 months i've i've noticed when i've been training you know when we've been doing a few tempo workouts just that ability to hang on is, is something that, you know, I can tell 
it, it's grasping at me. But I like to think, like training with um, Hayden and Tash and the Meercroft crew um, makes me still feel young. I still feel young in the in the mind. It's just the body's telling me I'm not quite that young. And uh, I feel if I can get over these little niggles, I call them little, but they're probably a little bit more than little, um, and, and put a decent block together, I'm sure I can get back to, you know, mid-18, uh, five, and, and be around that. But at the moment, yeah, um, I'm just struggling a little bit, so, yeah. Yeah, but that's a good thing you've touched on, enjoyment. If you're enjoying it and, and it doesn't become too much of a grind, that's awesome. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Injuries are going to make you feel off, no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, it's it's how you deal with them. Look at it. Like, okay, it set me back now. But if I work hard enough, I can get back. And I'm, I'm sure that's still in me. I've still got that competitive streak. And yeah. and I still want to run as, as well as I can. That will come. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah, and that's awesome, and that's a and that's the main thing. And I love the confidence as well. And and you know yourself, you know your body. You've been running long enough, which is great. So yeah, I've plenty of marathons behind me. So yeah, and that's probably what I'm paying for now is 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 them long hard marathons. And you you know, you know yourself. Oh, it's brutal, brutal. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so is Hayden as well. I know I know you came up after an injury after Melbourne, you mate. So. Yeah, yeah, so I've only done the one, um, but yeah, it took a very long time for me to get right after that. Um, but yeah, so uh, definitely take its toll, but they're definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. And you guys, uh, you when you are running, Greg, you guys do a lot of running with uh, Natasha Mapley as well. Did you want to um, expand on that a little bit for me, Greg? Yeah, well, yeah, um, it's, he's, uh, he's good with the banter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always stir. I find like I'm a little bit of a mediator between Hayden and her because <laughs> they're always having a little bit of a sly banter dig now and again. And yeah, but I just feel like it, it helps me, you know, as well. It just makes me feel feel young at heart. <laughs> but um, yeah, and she's yeah, she just she lives not far from me now, and um, she usually comes my way of a morning when we half past five well, then we'll go and pick Hayden up um but just, I, I've been trying to beat her out the out the door and not have her wait for me but every time <laughs> I, I come a little bit five minutes earlier and she's still there so that's yeah. keenness that just shows you, you know she's got so much going for her in that regard where she's so yeah. keen really she's a strong runner and I think you know there's a lot more improvement in her Oh, don't, too right, mate. She hasn't been running long enough for um for there to be a decline, mate. She's only going to go up as she gets stronger, yeah. more Ks. And well, you've only got to look at what her her last two uh, efforts have been, where she's yeah. done two and a half minute PBs, so over ten and over a half marathon. So yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of upside there. Yeah, yeah, and and your relationship with Tash Hayden, um, can you tell me about that and and what it's given you? Has it motivated you? And because you guys are really really close, aren't you? Yeah, it's definitely um definitely motivated me a lot more. There's been plenty of times where I've been going to go for a run by myself or something, and just send her a message and saying, "What are you doing?" And she'll come with me. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, it's like, I suppose she's almost kind of like a, a sibling, like a sister in the way that we kind of talk to each other and that and heap shit on each other all the time. And uh, But we push each other through training as well, even though we're probably not on equal abilities time-wise. Um, we still definitely push each other through. Um, and, yeah, she's just been kind of a person that's always been there um, to run with me, even if it's just us running together over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, it's, it wasn't... We kind of, I think we met, must have been like one of the Sunday sesh long runs or something one morning. We're both out the front together. And uh, <clears throat> I think I think she wanted to break 21 minutes or 22 minutes for park run for 5K. Yeah. So I offered to pace her, not knowing who she was. I could only meet her on that run. Um, and then after I did that, um, we kind of just kept doing runs again together. And yeah, it's, uh, but yeah. it's really good, really good, like close relationship um, that we kind of just as well as talking about running stuff we can talk about other stuff together too on the run um uh, so we can we can be serious but we most of the time as greg can attest to we're just heaping shit in each other and talking smack the whole time um, <laughs> and i think a lot of other people around town that. <laughs> yeah cool and um for someone looking in um i can it, for me looking in on i know other people had this conversation her confidence seems to have blossomed to do Mircroft training or events because of you guys and the encouragement for you guys, because she, like we tried for, for years to try to get onto Mircroft and it was so good when she did finally turn up. So um, yeah, I, I think you guys have been like an awesome person for her. Um, yeah, she, she yeah. messaged me the whole week before she came to Mircroft. I think um, I asked her to come and then I think Brad got in her ear as well to get her to come along. The whole week before she was messaging me and saying to me, oh, I'm scared to go. I'm not sure if she'd go. I'm not sure if she'd go. So definitely glad we dragged her along because, uh, yeah, without training with that group, um, she wouldn't be um, where she is today, having so many people helping her out, um, giving her advice and kind of pushing her to be the best best runner that she can be. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, great. And we're going to talk about Meecroft now. I'll start with you, Greg, but you... You came along to Meercroft because of Hayden or did you come along to Meercroft because you were thinking about doing that before or? Um, it was mainly, yeah, it was mainly Hayden. But, yeah, they were at, they were at me a little bit. I think it was Evan was the final person that got yeah. you along. I'd been at yeah. you for ages and then Evan yeah, has one word to you and you're there the next week. Yeah, <laughs> Evan's got more pulls than you, though. Yeah, I know, he's very <laughs> persuasive. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I was... I was I was watching from the sides a little bit, and um, but uh, yeah, Evan probably was the last nail in the coffin, if you want to call it like that. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. And and Hayden, what's what's the Mircroft running group given to you, mate? Yep. Oh, I wouldn't be where I am today without those guys. I was kind of um, doing my training sessions by myself. Um, I think it was one Tuesday night. I might have done a one of fartlek by myself. Um, I think Evan and Keegan might have been down there, um, and I was doing my cool down as they was doing their warm up. And they kind of just said, "You should come along one day." Um, I was always I, I don't know why, um, but I was always nervous to kind of go. I suppose um, I, I probably didn't feel that I was at the level to kind of train with those guys. But you don't need to be at a level to train with us. Anyone can come along. Um, Yep. We're, we're happy to modify sessions to suit for people to cut corners and that um and yeah so um brian Shield had messaged me too and told me to come along so i came along for my first one and um 
my first session was two Lee Taylor Hill loops, which was a initiation and a half. Um, <laughs> but I got it done and I kept coming back. So, yeah, I believe you, Lionsy, were doing three of those loops that night. So, um, <laughs> pretty insane. <laughs> Good session that one, but it gets you fit. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Also, too, also too Lionsy, um, it, it's great friendship too in amongst all the group. Yeah, and um, we all have a really good understanding, and and it's good because you've got now young Tommy Winkle who's been joined part of it. So you've got the young young, and then you've got the old guys like yourself at the back, and and um, the Rotten Rocket Jared, who's, yeah. who's there as well, who's been there from day dot, yeah. and um, yeah, you've got that nice spread, hence the abilities uh, are all there. Like, so you might think, oh, I can't keep up with, you know, um, Brad Taylor's and Dewey and that, and that, but everyone, there's a progression through, so you're getting dragged along. So it's actually improving all um, levels of runners. So yeah. because you've still got that person to chase. So, yeah. And, there's, always, that, there's, there's always another group in front of you, isn't there? Like, I, yeah. I started, yeah. Or towards the back, obviously, at the start when I was going, but like you kind of progressed up through. So I was running with Keegs, and then uh, I'm now not far off the back of like your Evan and your Brad and that. And there's there's lots of little groups within there. Um, depending on the time of year, in winter it tends to thin out a bit, um, and <laughs> the footballers go back and play football again. But there's usually always someone there to chase and run with. Um, and even if you don't feel like pushing yourself, you can still always run with someone and train with someone. You're not alone. Um, yeah. You can cut corners to keep up. Um, yeah. 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 Beautiful. It's a it's the age old saying of uh, a group a group training group is always better than one. And um, yes. you know you, you can always someone can always take one rep at a time. Or and and it's proof in the pudding. You guys, you know, there's 17 guys going probably sub 17 now in that one group. Is that that's about yeah. There's there's a especially with the footballers um, now that they they're, they're probably going back now. But yeah, you've got your your Liam Williams and um, Kieran Mulroney and that all those guys. They they what they've got careers ahead of them when they finish their uh, respective ball sports because they're they're quick guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I especially Kieran. I'd love to get him just to concentrate on the running. I, uh, oh, I'm been trying to tell him that, lads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, um, in the wrong sport, that's okay. <laughs> and that, and that also, too, like for me, I look at it I, and I, I discussed with the guys just recently, a couple of them. I wish I was 20 years younger because yeah. I, could be at that, I could be at the front with them, and that, yeah. that's what would have driven me. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've come yeah. from that sort of stage, and it would have been so good to be able to, you know, get alongside the, the Brads and, and that and, and be able to push. But I look at it, I've, I've had my time, I was there, but, and it's good still back where I am, and I don't have a problem with it. But you can pass on your wisdom, mate, yeah. and, and all what you know. And sometimes, I know, well, I know me personally, sometimes you've got to make these mistakes a few times before you actually learn, but it's still just an need to listen to, mate, and that's great. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's, it's really enjoyable, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's good because running can be a very individual sport in a way in that you're only running for yourself usually um but it, it's like a it's probably similar to why the football guys like to keep playing football and that because it's a it, it makes it feel like a team the group we train with um you are running for yourself but you also feel like you're running for your team um not so much 
that to get a team result or like you're crucial to getting the result for the team but um yeah you just you you want to want to run well um and not so much impress your mates but you it's good just to yeah they, even if you have a bad result everyone gets around you um and yeah. makes you feel better about it so it makes it very much like a, a team sport which is good for running because it can be quite lonely sometimes um, yeah, especially yeah. if you don't have a training group to train with so yeah for anyone out there that is training alone and struggling i'd recommend find someone to train with if you come along and train with us on a tuesday night where everyone can come along and um, we're not yeah. inclusive or anything so yeah yeah you've heard the man so yeah. get on get on down i expect to see 20 people to 30 people down there when we're allowed to <laughs> so, do you want to tell the listeners what time and where then uh, Tuesday at 5.30 uh, p.m. Uh, that's at the top corner of Meercroft there. Um, not, so you get Meercroft shop, keep going down. Um, is it, I don't know, North Street? It might be North Street, maybe? North Street, um, yeah. Yes, and we're on the corner there. You'll see there's a gazillion cars parked there. They nearly need to build us a car park and uh, club rooms. But, um, yeah, you'll see us there. So come along and or you can always just send me a message or Greg or Brian or Evan, anyone um, a message and we'll... Or uh, happily tell you what you need to know to come on down and come train with us. Perfect. There you have it. Uh, okay, the wives. What do they think of the running boys? <laughs> well, mine's been, <laughs> mine's been having to put up with it quite a while. So, no, she's been great and uh, yeah, okay. very supportive. Yep. And, um, yeah, I've, uh, like, she has to put up with a fair bit. No, she's got, she always, comes downstairs, there's shoes everywhere. She'll go upstairs, there's shoes everywhere. You know, she always asks me, how, how many running shoes have you got? <laughs> all, all I say is you can never have enough. <laughs> and oh, now, that's for sure. <laughs> but she's, um, yeah, no, she's followed me. Even when I was doing duathlons, she used to come with me uh, to all the duathlons and, and before we had the, the kids and um, the support was there from day dot. And um, yeah, I can't thank her enough for yep. for everything she's done. It's uh, you know, a couple of me big wins. It's just was at the wrong time because unexpectedly she wasn't there and things like that. But yeah, that's, that's part of it. Like she's been there for some of me other really big wins, and yeah, and, uh, that's 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 the good part of it too. Like get the family there to share things like that so yeah, yeah. that's great and, and they see all the, the heartache too with the injuries and and that sort of thing so it is nice to share when you do have a have a good win at a cross-country club or something like that oh yeah. yeah 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 it's 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 you need everyone needs that support behind you yeah and uh, just make it so much easier yeah that's it it's um it's it's often the people that, you know, everyone thinks you just get up and, and you train and that's it, but they see all the shit behind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you're trying to creep out of the house without waking them and things like that, but you oh, do wake them. You can't do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've so got a routine now where I, I get all my stuff ready the night before and yeah. take it into another room. So April's been at me for doing that for the last year or so to get my stuff ready the night before. And every morning I get up and bash and crash <laughs> stuff around at five o'clock in the morning. So maybe I should start listening. Yeah, <laughs> there's another thing you should listen to me about. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's awesome. And and as April, she enjoys the running too. I suppose she would have had that a lot with her with you, Greg, is growing up. So she'd be used to 
that. Yeah, yeah, she she grew up with it. So um, she obviously didn't know that she was getting into it uh, when she got with me. And even when we got married, uh, we weren't, um, I wasn't running at all when we got married. I think we got married, I'll make it this right, 2015 we got married. Uh, so, yeah, um, but, yeah, she's always been super supportive, comes along to every race that she can. Um, doesn't complain too much when I spend a heap of money on shoes and watches and races and traveling all across the country to do different races and that. Um, she travels across the country in the state with me to come to every race that she can. Um, and she juggles that with working full time. She studies at uni part time. She, she's got a lot on her plate as it is. Um, and like, I, I cannot imagine doing the amount of work she does to try and better our family as well as coming along to support me for my run. So she's, she's, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, great. Perfect answer. <laughs> yeah, she, she'll, she'll like a pump up, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys will survive another week in the house now. Yes, yes, yeah. It'll get, it'll get us an extra week. <laughs> oh, that's great. And, and you both have been running long enough now, and, and, and you know some, some pretty good tips. What are some tips that... Uh, you'd give a runner first starting out, you'd think. I'll just you go, Greg. <laughs> you want me to go first? Yeah, you go. You, you've got more, you've got more tips and experience than me. Well, one, one of the big things is, uh, we've touched on too, is enjoy it. Like, enjoy the ride, because that's what it is. It's like a ride. And um, you, you're going to have the ups, you're going to have the downs. But yeah, just, just enjoy what you do. One of the other things is... I didn't do it first, but I, I learned after a little while and was to listen to people that have, runners that have been there, done that, to take everything in, to learn. And that's one of the biggest things. I remember when I did the Host City Marathon back in 2000 and um, uh, that was the, the Olympic um, precursor. So everything was done just just like the Olympics, the marathon. And um, I was staying on the north side of Sydney. I was, well, he was in the guest house there. And there was a runner there, and at the time he was 64 years of age. And he used to sit at the balcony as we're, as we're um, uh, getting leading into the race. So on the Saturday, he used to sat at the balcony reading a book and all that. And I went up to him, just got knowing by first name, his name was Colin. and. Um, and I said, oh, you're not going for a walk or a jog or anything? He said, no, nah, no, nah, this is what I do. He said, I sit here, I've got to run tomorrow, so I save myself. And anyway, I thought, oh, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> anyway, so that night, as you normally do, you go out or have a meal. My brother was with me over there, and um, we'd, be, we'd been trained hard. We trained hard that year for, just for that event. And we decided to go out the team, so we're going to pass it. So we've been told, oh, that's just up the road. So we've gone out, gone, thought, oh, it's just up the road. It'll be only you know, 10, 15 minutes away. So we've started walking, kept walking, and it got further and further. And we kept walking, got further and further. No. And by the time we got there, it was really <laughs> time to turn around and come back. And by the time we got, after we had the meal, and got back again. It was 11 o'clock at night. Oh. And <laughs> three o'clock in the morning, we had to be up to catch, get ready to catch the bus to get to the North Sydney Oval. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> oh, geez, oh, 
I had no sleep, you know, and really was looking forward to this event. Gone in the event, got to about 25k mark, still feeling really good. We're in a good bunch, like yep. like Derek Barrett, and um, right. he was in with us, and I was I was feeling really good. Got to the Anzac Bridge, and that bang, the body just decided to give up about the ghost, and you know, it was just such a long way. To the, I was not not going to stop. I just yeah. Ever to to the the stadium was just dying by the time I got there. Anyway, the moral of that story is halfway along when I was cursing everything and all that to get to the stage, this runner runs past me, sixty-four year old. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he, yeah, and he's gone past me. That was Colin, wasn't it? Yeah. But anyway, so um, yeah. Moral of the story is, found out that. Um, Colin McLeod, which was, have you ever heard of him, Brian? No, no, I haven't, no. Uh, it was just great Masters runner. E yeah. Excellent, excellent runner. 64 years of age, ended up running two hours 52 for the marathon that day. Yeah, wow, wow. Uh, unbelievable. And yeah, awesome. so from that day on, whenever I do a marathon or any race of such importance, don't go anywhere. <laughs> that was the moral of the story. I, listened, I finally listened to what he had to say. And it actually took it uh, after feeling like I did. That that was one thing that really imprinted on my brain. Is gonna learn the hard way sometimes, learn, don't you? Yeah, and it was, it was a hard effort, you know, yeah. to learn. And but yeah, it's yeah. things like that that you know, young runners and starting out runners, you always learn. So yeah. it's one of the big things. And you're always excited that that marathon too, aren't you? And usually you, you it's not run at home when you go, so you want to experience stuff. So you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I've checked this out, and so yeah, that, you know, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, especially no, coming yeah. from Tassie when you go to Melbourne or something, you always just want to go shopping. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible thing to do before a marathon. Don't do that. <laughs> no, no I'm. Well, personally, I'm. I, I made that same mistake very early on too, and, and I learned the hard way too. So I, I just stay in the hotel room now and don't go anywhere too. Yeah. That's right, and, and I learned from that day on, say, 20 years ago. Took me a while, but 20 years ago, that's all I've learned. <laughs> that's all right. I thank him for it. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. And, and Hayden, what's a tip that you would uh, pass on? Um, the main thing that helped me recently, which I touched on before, is consistency. Um, uh, if you're wanting to run competitively, um, I, I, Greg's tip is the best tip, especially if you're not wanting to get good times. Like you just want to enjoy it. Just just enjoy it. Um, don't go out and smash yourself every time. Um, if you do have that more competitive streak in you, like I do, um, and a lot of the guys I train with, is definitely consistency. Um, you got to put in... Um, so say I do 80, 90K weeks. You don't have to do that. You can do 30, 40K weeks. Um, just as long as if it's a consistent output, you'll start to see results. Um, even at your park runs, when we get to go back to park run or any short races like that, um, just one workout a week, um, and then you can jog all the rest of your runs if you want um, a week. But um, just just keep it consistency. Um, one or well, there's a couple of guys, um, both Evan Brett and Brian Stewart, are pictures of consistency. They're just you look on their Strava, you go back there. 70, 80, 90, 100k weeks for the last 12 months um, for uh, like even through periods that has exceptions like Evan's had a baby recently so there's obviously a couple of down weeks in there but even 
even with stuff like that, they still manage to get out and keep those consistent Ks up. So that's that's the main thing I'd say. And the other thing I'd say is find a training buddy to run with. So like me with Tash um, or Tash and Greg of our morning group or a training uh, training group to do your, your workouts with. Um, I know you, Lions, are you going to start doing some training groups? That's another awesome thing to get along with. And just just find a training group. There's plenty of them around. If it's not us, if it's not Lionsy, there's there's heaps of other ones around. You can kind of get around and um, find your own little group or even make your own group. Um, yeah. But it definitely makes a world of difference having someone to train with. Great, great set of advice there. And and I'm just looking at a letter from Ron Clark up on my wall. I wrote to him in, in about grade eight and he yeah. touched on two of the three things you said. Make it fun. Don't make it too much of a grind and be consistent. So yes. two great tips there. Uh, I think, you know, Hayden Bishop and Ron Clark. So that's awesome. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> so perfect. No, that's, um, that's great, mate. And Greg, I know you have a love affair with the Ironman course. Uh, why is this? And uh, yeah, I just want to know why, basically. Well, when I was training with Nibblewood, uh, Woody, who was a gun runner in, in his day and um, great bloke as well, um, he used, we used to get trained around that course. And um, it's, it's just, just such a different feel out there when you're on that course. Like, You've got the bit of flat, you've got the monstrous hill sometime, somewhere in it, and then you've got the downers that you can recover on. But it's just just a different feel away from the town environment out there. But I think that 25 k's of that, like I'm not a good flat runner, I've never been fast over a flat. But on a hill, it's, whether I got that strength back from my football days or you know, with me work because I work outside all the time, you know, but it just suited me 25 Ks up and down. And, and Woody taught me, you know, to really hurt, which I really thank him for, you know, um, training with Woody and Steve Moore, who's unbelievable all round sportsman, let alone unbelievable runner he was. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, we just used to push ourselves. Like on the course, you'd be, you'd be coming to a hill, so it'd be all push up the hill, then you recover yourself down. So you, I know every blade of grass on the side of the road. I know every bit of road on yeah. there. I've run, I've, I, I don't know how many times I've run it, but yeah, it just it just suited me that course. And um, yeah. once I won once with the club. I always had the ambition. I looked at Mike McKenna in the club who won three feature races. And I thought, I'm never going to win three feature races because I'm no good over the flat. Yeah. But then I win three three Ironmans and it yeah. come to fruition just recently in the last year or two. And um, that, that holds dear to my heart, you know, knowing that I, I could still push myself over that course and again, I gained so much satisfaction out of that. Yeah. yeah, great. And did you want to explain exactly where it goes and so the listeners yeah. who, who aren't aware of it? Yeah, well, it starts out at the fourth, out, um, which is, we say, 10, 15 k's out of Devonport. And um, it heads along Wilmot Road, which is 
heading towards the hills, and you go up a little Palerna, turn, turn left, across the bridge, up a little Palerna, you weave your way back down through Melrose, and then you come to just a small hill called Hamstring Hill, <laughs> and then you've got to climb this Hamstring Hill, <laughs> Hamstring Hill, go over the top, and then you head past Bellamy Road, back towards the fourth research farm, and it winds its way back down the fourth hill, back to your starting point again for a 25k um, course. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just picturesque as well. And it's just, yeah. just tough. Yeah, it, it's the sort of course, if you don't do the work, you found out on it. So you've got to go out there and do it. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very much a, a strength a strength runners event. Yeah. It's also my favourite event, and and I I'm like you. I just love it. Yeah. I don't know how many times yeah. I've been there, but it's it's really close to my heart as well. And, oh yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a different feel. Like it is. Like we used to train with Woody. Woody, we used to do an hour forty in training. So you you yeah. you're yeah. solid a solid training run. Yeah. And um and and, and that taught you to know you to hurt. Even in training, so yeah, and yeah, just it just I think that course just suited me. The twenty five k's was just just my my distance and uh, over the hills, yeah. Yeah, great, great, unreal. And what is your favourite event, Hayden, that you've done or, or course or anywhere? Um, Ironman's definitely up there. Um, that's an, that's one that I've um, always done well at too. I came, it must have been, I think it was last year. I came second. Um, and the year before, I might have been fourth. Um, so I've always run quite well around that course. Um, I I tend to enjoy those types of courses, the hilly courses. Um, I, I don't think I enjoy them because I'm better at them at a flat course per se. I think I've, uh, I've got my strengths and weaknesses on both. Um, but if I had to pick a favourite event, um, people are going to think I'm absolutely crazy, but it's point to pinnacle um, easily. Um, I know you're running 1,200 metres elevation up over a half marathon up a bloody mountain like it's just it is a bonkers run but i think that's why i enjoy it it is something different there is nothing else like it in the world um and the feeling getting to the top of that mountain and looking back down and looking at rest point if you can see it depending on how horrible the weather is and saying i ran from there um it's just it's, it's unbelievable to think that you dragged yourself up that mountain um and even driving into hobart to to go to the event you look at it and say i'm going to run up there and you just even I've done it, I've made it to the top twice um, last year. Unfortunately, we had to go to Longley because it was snowing up there. Um, but, uh, yeah, even having done it twice, getting to the top, I still, driving into Hobart, even driving into Hobart for Cadbury this year, I still look at that and go, how the hell did I ever run to the top of that mountain? But, yeah, yeah it's just, it's one of those races that um, I, I feel the most sense of satisfaction um, after finishing. Um, probably even more so than what I did with the marathon, um, though I didn't have a good experience in my first marathon. So um, probably can't compare that yet, but yeah, definitely point to pinnacle um, is a highlight. And if anyone can get down there and do it and punish yourself and see if you're as crazy as me, or if you, if you come out of the end of it and you hate it, then definitely let me know how much of an idiot I am for running up a mountain. But <laughs> good advice. Yeah, it's a great event. I've done it twice. I think that's enough for me. Oh. I've done tw I've done twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why? <laughs> okay. That's probably why I'm paying for it now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very very hard event, but like you said, it's one of those things you can plan it and 
and it is so so satisfying um, yeah the yeah. only thing about it that i don't enjoy is the bus ride back uh greg can attest to my first year <laughs> i did it i was a blubbering mess i felt like i was gonna be sick there's always someone on every bus that is possibly going to be sick or is sick um and i got back down to the bottom and i got off the bus and i after my first one and i cried <laughs> i grabbed april and i cried so it, it's it's that type of event it's very much like a marathon and that you you do a monumental effort to get to the top um it wasn't so bad the second year i come back down um there was someone else on the bus being sick and everyone was taking snapchat so that so that was more entertaining being on the uh the side of watching um but yeah it's it's yeah definitely one of those runs that yeah, it's not ideal to be in a bus on the way back down, but yeah, <laughs> and it, and, uh, yeah, some, there's some crazy people that run back down. Um, they can have that. I'd much rather catch the bus. Yeah, oh, I, the times I've done it, I've been absolutely buggered. Like I've had yep. delayed onset muscle soreness the next yep. day or, or two days later, and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's very close to running a marathon, isn't it? It's a it's it's a brutal. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. at least it's at least the equivalent of about thirty two to thirty five k's. Yeah, in, in real terms, like brutal than that. The one year uh, I did it, uh, we had to turn at Fern Tree because we couldn't get to the top. So they turned us Fern Tree and shot us back down. Yeah, and uh, that was—I've never been so sore for weeks on end from the pounding of going back down to the Rest Point Casino. Just I was the same after this year. Uh, so they changed it. They've had a new alternative course for the last couple of years. Um, they had to use it, um, or last year, they had to use it. Um, and so when you get to the top there, rather than turning back down at Ferntree, you keep going and you end up in a small town called Longley. Um, right. And I was told that you get to the top and there's some downhills and it kind of flattens out, but it's downhill most of the way. Um, but yeah, it was it was downhill the whole way. Strava gave me a 5k PB, which is rubbish because it's downhill. Um, but I did 5k in 16:28 going <laughs> for the last half of that race. So. Um, yeah, that, quick it that, is, that is hard. It is so hard on your joints um, running downhill, and especially if it's unrelenting. And I imagine it's exactly the same running from Fern Tree back down to Rest Point. It would have just been unrelenting until you get to about Sandy Bay. Uh, yeah, it was. You just feel like you're falling over going down because you've turned it. All, all everyone wants to do is race back down. Yeah. So you, everyone's pushing each other really hard, and now you're flying down there. But, it's so hard on the joints by the time you get to the bottom. Yeah, I would, I'd rather run to the top than run back down again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did 2016 as well, Greg, and I was the same. I got injured. I got a back injury, um, just a strain, just from just from descending. It's, yeah, yeah. I think... Yeah, I think it's, it's a different feel because you're, you're climbing yeah. up and then all of a sudden you're climbing up, you're, you're heading all back down. It's all down. You'll see the whole half up and half back. You know, it's, yeah. it's so yeah. hard on you. And, and, and if you are listening, we've got a few listeners, I think, from the stats. I've been getting it from Victoria, New South Wales. Uh, consider doing the point of pinnacle. It's a brutal event. Absolutely, yeah. It is, it is an event worth travelling for. Um, I, I mean, it's hard for me to say because I live in Tasmania, but I'd travel around the country to do an event like that. Um, it is just, there's nothing else like it in Australia that I'm aware of. Um, yeah, it's just a very... It's so, it's, it's so satisfying at the finish. There's no feeling like I the only feeling similar like this finishing a marathon. It's just you can realise the monumental achievement that you kind of made.
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Hayden Bishop and Greg Smith. If you did enjoy the podcast, please let the boys know. That was part one of a part two podcast. The next one will be released on Sunday. Also, don't forget that Everyday Lions online running coaching interval groups start on Monday the 22nd of June at Mikroff. For more information, head over to www.everydaylions.org. I would really love you to join the Pride. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate that. Until next time, happy running, and this has been the Everyday Lions podcast.